What's up, hot queens? Did you bring the baby gherkins? <laughs> this is when I really felt like maybe we shouldn't do this podcast. Astronomical. I hate to see it. Wasted potential. Are you drunk? <laughs> I am so drunk right now. Welcome to Bad Author Book Club, where we're not like other authors, we're worse. I'm Ryan LaSala. And I'm Clarabel Ortega, and we're two authors reading the most bizarre fiction we can find. Before we get started today on what's actually the last true chapter of Model Land, <laughs> cannot believe it, uh, please make sure that you follow us on all of our social media. We're on Twitter at BadAuthorPod, on Instagram at BadAuthorBookClub. Our website is BadAuthorBookClub.wordpress.com. And as always, we would really appreciate if you left us reviews on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you consume your podcasts. It really, really helps a lot to, you know, help us find new uh, listeners. If you could tell everybody about uh, the podcast, we would also really appreciate it. And you can actually throw us a couple dollars on Anchor if you feel like it as well, because I need Botox. So um, yeah, just help us. After this book, my the lines are engraved in my face. Yeah. I look like I hopped right over that wall and aged rapidly. Yeah, I have ob- obelisks uh, carved into the side of my uh, face I, as well. I I need to go to the Bangles, Bobbles, and bo- Boutique whatever school. Because <laughs> I, the way you're like com- that com- combining various locations is incredible. <laughs> I need to get to the Peppertown Botox Clinic mm. <laughs> immediately, and I know there is one. All 100%. of those, all of those little orphans put to work, or they look snatched. They do. I'm jealous. Yeah. I want to be a okay. factory dependent. <laughs> Today's episode is Chapter 47 of Motherland La Lengua. Ooh. Already bad feelings from this title. Oh gosh! Yeah, I mean, means the we, tongue. Yeah, that 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 does not sound good to me, no. especially leaving off on this this moment of of uh, in the previous chapter. If y'all had listened to the the live listen, um, welcome back to you know our next live listen. <laughs> um, but in our previous chapter, we had uh, CL had been crowned the Belladonna, mm. and then um, she made she made Guru Ganero Nars kiss Tookie's cruddy feet Disgusting. and that was like this like big triumphant like moment right like power has been restored yeah. to rightful rulers of model and type of thing um which now like are we in the denouement of the book right like are we in the falling action on the plot chart is that what this is i think or... so okay because yeah. i was thinking like or things are going to get worse right well when i read this title originally i thought it was going to be some sort of like diabolical divide moment where like Beetlejuice worm pops up from the ground like mm. Creamy's awake she's taking over model land she's taking giant over, cliffhanger yes. and like what it turns out to be is so infinitely worse than that it's incredibly <laughs> bad yeah I just <laughs> oh I just set oh you up God. for disappointment because what I said sounded fucking cool right but that like, was cool that's that was not cool. what's gonna happen I'm so God, sorry no. Yeah, so Tookie is leaving the M building. She's hiked back down the 77th floor. She's back on the ground. And she's numb with shock. Did it really happen? Was Ciel truly the new Princess Belladonna? Had Gennaro, Guru Gennaro Nars kissed her feet like she was the Queen of Gaudi? 
which is a nation, I guess, in this book. And she's having this, like, she's like, wow, everything's actually incredible. Like, the girls are going to be so impressed with, like, what's happened with me. Like, Dylan's going to faint. Piper's going to smile. Yada, yada, yada. The whole world around Tookie is glistening as though it's been scrubbed clean. I like that line. That's, yeah. Okay, so I like that too. But just to, like, put things into reality for a second. I'm nodding really hard. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Tookie's having this, like, amazing moment. I don't know if y'all remember this, but we were told that civilization is ending, like, while this is happening. (laughs) Outside of the walls of Model Land and Tookie's, like, little bubble, people are literally committing suicide and lighting each other on fire and drowning each other in fountains. And presumably, because a very short amount of time has passed, right? Like, presumably all of that stuff is ongoing because it's not like it wrapped up once Tookie felt better about the world. But now here Tookie is feeling fucking awesome and we know as the reader, because we know what Tookie doesn't, that the world is like ending outside of Model Land in a really cataclysmic way. Yeah. And it 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 creates a very weird dissonance in this moment. It's actually way worse than that because not only is that happening, but literally all around her, there are distraught and hysterical Bellas crying. Oh, right. Yeah, true. As like Tookie's like... Leonardo DiCaprio happy strolling through Model Land, like big smile on her face, like arms like in the air, like nothing is bad. I'm so happy. And like the girls are like having literal meltdowns because they don't know what's going to happen with their lives. This thing that they've been working for is just like in limbo now. There are riots happening <laughs> Literally inside around Model. Her. You're right. I, it's like way, way where. Yeah, the next line is the many girls along Tookie's walk were still distraught and some hysterical. <laughs> so Tookie's like strolling down. Everyone's like screaming and Tookie's having the best fucking day of her life. You know and what then she is? She's that what? girl singing. Uh, uh, we belong together um, in the middle of the street as, like, the person is taken, carted off in the ambulance behind her. Have you ever seen that video? <laughs> no, it so send funny. it to There's me. There's a girl in the middle of the street singing We Belong Together by Mariah Carey on a karaoke machine in the middle of the street. It has to be New York City. There, there's just yeah, no way this happened absolutely. anywhere else. Literally right behind her, someone is being carted off in, like, on, like, a... On, like, a gurney, like, brought into, like, an ambulance. And she's just singing her heart out. Um, And people always post it with captions, like, imagine you're dying and this is what you hear in the background. Oh, it's exactly that. And Kamalini, by the way, is mentioned. Kamalini has her, like, headphones on. So she's the only one not affected by this. She's just, like, grooving. And I'm, like, thinking, I'm, like... All right, well, now is the time for Tookie's friends to show up because at this point, like, the the um, Unicas have been, like, discarded, right? They, as it turns out, have nothing to do with the plot at all, whatsoever. Nothing. Zero. Zilch. Yeah. And they were totally absent from, like, uh, from, like, the pivotal moments as of the, like, flashback montage, right? Like, that's kind of when they, they famously left a room and Tookie didn't make it out of the room. <laughs> the door is closed, which I can't get into because I'll I'll have a heart attack. But they're not they're not here, so I'm thinking, okay, they're gonna like pop out. The uh, the bushes do rust like rustle next to Toki, and who should pop out though? But Zarpesa, incredible, <laughs> out of the bushes. 
Yeah, people only ever emerge behind walls and bushes. Like, there's never any, like, let's meet here. There's never any running into somebody. It's always, you hear a rustle. Sometimes it's a garbage can, very rarely, but it's usually a bush. Right, people only pop out of, there's, like, trap doors in the set of model. What the fuck? Like, how did nobody flag this? Like, let's talk about it, Delacourt. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm like, are we ever going to ever get anything published at Delacourt the way that we talk about I this mean, book in the process? I think we will. I, I think they feel the same way that we do. Cause, well, from the sources that we have, that like, yeah, a bunch of people have like reached out to been like, hey, I actually worked on this. I want to let you know you're doing God's work talking about it. Yeah. We can't talk about it, but thank you for doing it. You're welcome. So, Publish you're my welcome. YA, Delacourt. Give me lots oh, of money. Yeah. Um, oh, please publish Clarabelle's YA. I totally agree mm-hmm. on that. It's called Model Land. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, called, it's called Marketing Land. Marketing Land. It would be so funny. Let's do a parody book. Um, oh, so our Queen Zarpeza is here. Zarpeza is, she tells Tookie, like, she, she knows basically that Tookie didn't tell anybody her secret, like, her no. dirty secret that Zarpeza is a poor. Um, <laughs> what a poor. And she's like, you know, thanks, I guess, but like, don't think we're gonna be friends because you're a loser. And she like confronts Tookie about what she said at the Orberina about Theophilus, which like yeah. gives a fuck about this. But like, Tookie's like, I just wanted to make Bravo jealous. And then Zarpeza like turns from like being like fairly decent to Tookie compared to how she usually is to like completely flipping out on her and be like, don't you. Like, he would never like you, you unfortunate-looking, big-headed, crazy-eye, forgettable bitch. Like, she literally calls him, her that. Um, yeah, it's verbatim. And she's like, and if you ever tell my secret, I'll make your life a living hell. Um, And then it's like, what was the point of sort of, like, having Zarpisa be like, hey, thanks for not telling, like... Like she, like Tyra could not stand to give Zarpeza a moment of humanity. Nothing. Yeah. There's no actual reconciliation and it should have been, you know, it would have been fine, Tyra, to have ended this on like, hey, like, thank you. But like, don't think this means that we're friends. Like, I still like, I still don't like you. But like, you know, it leaves the door open for like, oh, like maybe they will become friends or something like that too. Uh, but Zarpeza doesn't have to totally erase the progress they just made. Also, the whole, like, Theo thing, that was supposed to be the biggest risk Tookie could have taken, was admitting that she liked Theo. Like, that's where we started. Mm. And for that to be undone so easily by Tookie simply being like, oh, I just, like, thought of his name and mentioned him, you know, because he's just, like, a guy that I knew, um, but I'm not really interested or something like that. And for Zarpeza just to dismiss it outright felt very kind of anticlimactic given that that's probably that's the very first bit of plot that we get in the book it's Tookie pining after a guy that she you know can't have right and this also would have been a great time I think for Tookie maybe to notice some growth in herself or to maybe call a parallel to the fact that like oh now you know I'd never go after Theo even if I hate Sarpesa because that would make me just like my mother, right? Like, now that she's sort of learned about Creamy's homewrecking, there was, I think, a lot of potential to, like, find the parallels there. And Tyra's finding all these other parallels that have nothing to do with one another, like gleaming guillotines and mirrors and all of this stuff, too. But now we actually have a moment when she is showing growth that, like, her mother, who I think she's in some way sort of worried about, like, emulating, uh, never exhibited, and... I don't know. I, think I, I sort of sat back from this moment and was like, oh, man, like, 
the conversation between the two mortal enemies could have had so much more in it. And instead we get exactly what you said, which is Tyra going for like the low hanging fruit of, you know, kind of crass bitchiness. Yeah. And then Sarpeza vanishes. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's, it, it is very anticlimactic. Like that could be said about like 98% of this book. And I just wish that they had gone in a different direction with Sarpeza, especially for somebody like Theophilus, who we literally saw once maybe yeah, twice think, yeah. in this book like yeah, we don't so. actually care about him like why is this boy who we don't know anything about we don't care about such a huge like source of conflict between these two characters like i much i i would have much rather had like a development of a friendship between these two than to have them still be rivals. But I guess, like, a lot of the things that are happening and that are sort of, like, left undone and, like, done in an unsatisfactory way is because Tyra wanted to sort of, like, continue it into book two. Like, Zarpeza still was going to be, like, the bitch in the second book when it's, like, it's just... It wasn't convincing in the beginning of the book, and it's even less convincing now. Right. Somehow she's backpedaled out of out of where we started. We oh were ready God. for for some cat bites, but we didn't even really get that. But so Sarpesa vanishes. Oh my God! Help me. And then Tookie slumps on a bench, and the bushes nearby start rustling. Not twice in a row like are you fucking kidding me right now like really why why are all the why how come the people in model land don't take sidewalks how come everyone's crawling through bushes everything has to be a reveal everything has to be a reveal there can't be just anything there, there can't be anything like logical like there can't be any planning to me like I said before, nobody can walk up to somebody from a building very normally. Like, and it's always hiding in bushes. Like, what the fuck? And you know what? This is yet another example of things just coming to Toki, right? Things have to come to Toki so immediately that they can't even approach her from afar because that would give her a moment to react or anticipate. They have to blindside her. Every single thing that happens in this book, Toki's like brought to or tricked into or she just shows up at or people jump out of bushes. It's like everything in this book is a piranha plant and a pipe in Mario, just like kind of like coming up and being like, oh. 100%. It, 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 it's, it's really disappointing. It really is. Like the, the Bushes rust. When I read that, I was like, "You, this is a joke." It's it's, it's Don't a funny you dare. joke. Not the bushes it's, rustling again. No, they rustle, and at this point, like I, I'm imagining this as like all on the set of Dora the Explorer, right? Like she's Incredible. in the jungle, and like people are popping out of bushes, and she thinks it's going to be Zarpesa, but no, it's Webb, Alexander, and O'Neill who are like Bravo's like. Friends, annoying friends yeah. basically and they're like naked and no they... they're not naked yet they surround they, oh, her they surround her they're which shit. is like not good like like three men emerging from behind a bush and like surrounding a young girl is like not the ideal scenario um yeah. and Tookie is in fact afraid yeah. when they emerge well, which is like okay yeah same yeah right same yeah, right not a good look and Tookie in her head goes, she goes, well, out loud, she goes, excuse me. And then in her head, she goes, I'm better than they are. Like, the 
the Princess Belladonna thinks so. And I understand being afraid and I understand like coaching yourself to like not show fear. I don't love that Tookie's growth as a character or sort of her confidence comes from being better than other people because especially someone who felt so inferior to other people like she's just sort of becoming the thing that she hated in the same way that like CL becomes the thing that she hates which is like a maniacal like monarch type right. of character and it again shows me that like Tyra's like her understanding of like justice is just hurting people who have like hurt you it's just yeah. kind of getting the upper hand in the same way that her idea of like like subverting beauty standards was never actually subversive. It was only ever like pretty in a different way or like, you know, hot in a different way. It pretty was never in the like, way oh. that Tyra Banks is pretty. <laughs> right. Yeah, her, yeah. On like her terms, like, which really dates the, the book. But anyhow, they, they pop up and Tookie like tries to get by and they go, wait. And they like grab, they grab her. They grab Tookie's hand. And a split second later, all the boys start stripping off their clothes, which I couldn't be more scared for Tookie at yeah, this moment. Yeah, what's happening? Um, it's not good. She thinks they're all trying to, like, seduce her for another, like, bet type of situation because, like, she's, like, so upset that Bravo told her, like, you know, she was only a bet the whole time. Which he then said he didn't even mean. I guess she forgot about that part. He said that he never meant it and that it was never true. I guess she doesn't believe that from him. Okay. Um right, fine. So she's like, leave me alone and, like... After, like, minutes of them, like, undressing and, like, the book describing, like, how hot they are and, like, their different tone of, like, light skin. No, she... one of them's mahogany. Oh, sorry. Uh, my bad. First first <laughs> black person first in the book. <laughs> yeah. And then there's, like, goopy red paint on their chest. And she notices it as, like, an afterthought. Like, if somebody's stripping and they have red paint on their chest... I am pretty sure that's the first thing you're going to notice. But no, no Tookie no. notices it after. And it says... <laughs> it's like written in like Sharpie. It's like right. very fine Sharpie. On yeah, she's like, what is that? She's like squinting now. It's like, it mm-hmm. says goopy. So I'm like imagining lots of paint. Like lots Gwyneth of paint. Paltrow did it. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. It says, Tookie, I'm sorry across their chest. Their chest. And I'm like... And then they turn around and on their back it says, it was never a bet. So this is clearly a message from Bravo. And it's just mm-hmm. like, imagine he had just talked to her. Like, imagine yeah. if that just had just happened had, like, and not this. Well, you know, he did talk to her and say that it was never a bet. Almost these exact words. And she didn't believe him. So it's going to take a body paint moment, right? I guess so. And the boys, like, flex and <laughs> then Tookie turns around. Someone grabs there's... her by the shoulders. Oh, yeah, a lot of people grabbing Toki. Right, because you know, she should just leave, right? Like, that would even show, like, a like proactive choice. But no, someone grab, you know, grabs her and she'll turn. Like, turns turn her around because she can't move. Because she can't move. Toki basically travels this world via Roomba. Like, she's standing <laughs> on top of a Roomba, slowly being guided through a bottle <laughs> and it spins occasionally. And at times she gets knocked off and another Roomba just comes and scoots her along <laughs> I love this theory. Yeah, oh I'm going to choose to believe it. <laughs> the Dookie's actually standing on a Roomba. Theory of Mala Incredible theory. It makes explain. way more sense than her just not doing anything. That's how she, that's how she just shows up places where she shouldn't. <laughs> she wakes up on a Roomba. She's just on the Roomba. 
<laughs> Which, by the way, I think what I'm thinking about this is in the promotional poster for Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Kathy Nijemi's character, who famously in the first one, d- there's not enough brooms for the witches, so she gets just to fly around in a vacuum. <laughs> poster she appears to be standing on two Roombas two of them which is so like funny sweating it is so perfect that so. alone give it an Oscar <laughs> give, it, give it an Oscar so that's hysterical you got for like oh incredible <laughs> yeah instant EGOT instant EGOT Anyhow, so, yeah, Tookie's on a Roomba. I'm sorry for that whole tangent. But no, the, your Roomba is my spike, and I understand. <laughs> yeah, right. thank you. God, you're um, teaching me a lesson. So, I don't know why this made me laugh so hard, but she turns around, and he's in a velvet tuxedo. Why? Why is it a velvet tuxedo? Uh, He's in a velvet tuxedo. Why a velvet tuxedo? Oh, um, no. And he goes he goes to the voice like, thanks, y'all. Like, dismissed. <laughs> I owe I you love, big time. I owe says. you big time. Yeah, because they really they really did him a huge solid by uh, by threatening sexual violence upon Tookie. Yeah, and then um, And then with a polite nod, they all leave and Bravo and Tokyo are like alone. And he's like, so you're back. And she goes, that's right. She said stubbornly. I don't know. I don't know what that means, but, um, it's only been a, it's been like a few hours, right? Like it, this is all the same day as the, this day began when Tokyo was getting ready to go like to the tournament. So yeah. no, like, so it's all the same day. It's only been a few hours. Tookie's back, right? Like, after the bus crash. Maybe maybe it's the next day, because that, you know, happened in the evening, yeah, too. Maybe. I don't really know, but, yeah. It's so been it has maybe been, a day, basically. May, maybe a day. Uh, and he's so relieved to see her, and they basically have, like, a little heart-to-heart, where he's mm-hmm. like, ah, uh, what they swayed, like, what they wrote on their chests is true, Tookie. Um, there was never a bet. I was mad you were leaving. I thought you used me. I wanted to hurt you. I'm so sorry. And then he says, Tookie, <laughs> I'm sorry. He goes, Tookie, I've never met anyone like you. I didn't want you to go. The architecture suddenly wasn't enough. Bye. <laughs> Famous <laughs> lines in young adult You know love you're in love with somebody when suddenly the architecture just isn't enough. That's how yeah. I feel about you, Clarabelle. I just, thanks. I look at you and suddenly architecture's not enough. Oh, That's how I feel about you, too. That's literally, I wrote it in my journal last night, so. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> this, I mean, I, you gotta give it to Tyra. She's committed to the whole architecture thing. Like, this came up kind of really late in the book, but my God, has she really made the most of it? I guess so. If by the most of it, it's like repeating it over and over again. It's true. It's, yeah, she's definitely, yeah, but yeah. I gotta give it to Tyra. She's definitely said it a few times. She's good at repetition. She's good at copy-paste. Go for all of us. So does this work? I, like, forget how she reacts to this. So she, at first, she's like, so he oh. she starts sort of like softening up like he's like I never like it wasn't a bet and she's like not believing him and he's like I wanted to hurt I tried to hurt you I'm so sorry yeah. and to that I say dump him um but Tookie no, realizes 
suddenly that all the things that he's doing, like the writing on the chest and the velvet tuxedo, were all the things that she had told him she wanted during Man Attack. Like that whole like sort of monologue where she's talking about like her perfect date. Yeah, um her first bra- her perfect first kiss. Yeah, yeah, Bravo is like trying to like execute them one by one. And she says it as if it's like a big deal. It's like, okay girl, he didn't do that much. He wrote on his friend's chest and he's wearing a velvet tuxedo. Like yeah. whatever. This is, but this is Tucky's love language and I have to assume Tyra's love language too is like um like big dramatic acts of romance or whatever you would call these like a show of love and yeah it is supposed to be romantic and he this this drives me crazy he starts to pull Tookie across the O. They stop at a garden that Tookie had never seen before, right on the border between Modeland and Vestasterone. It was filled with, yes, a beautiful golden yellow fabric flowers, and they went on for a mile. <laughs> so, uh, my, mind you, Tookie had mentioned, like, a field of flowers in her thing. We are now at a field. How, where is this mile, like, this is, like, multiple anchors of flowering fields that I don't know Toki was surprised by this too she doesn't notice it till she's like standing within it which to me means that Toki is just walking or more well, accurately the the Roomba is moving and Toki's just looking straight up into the sky yeah. or like covering her eyes how did she get snuck up upon by a vast field of flowers it just makes absolutely no sense and then this line ugh. so and he says they planted all of the flowers today. And I'm like, okay, that makes no sense. And then he says, I have a confession. No, he says confession time. We use special model land multiplying seeds. God in heaven. God in <laughs> why, motherfucking heaven. Why does this annoy you so much? Because what this is coming out of nowhere, first of all. Like, what are these multiplying seeds? Why oh, yeah, like the Monsanto land like, of it enough, all. Enough, enough, enough. Like, right. stop it. No, goodbye. No, and why, why couldn't it just be a field of flowers? I don't know. Because Bravo, ha- Bravo planted them. It's supposed to be romantic, right, that he planted them. And then he starts singing off-key. And by the way, he sings this line and then another. So I figure, like, you can sing one, I can sing one. Okay. Which one do you want to do? So I'll do the first one. So, ugh. So it's a strange little tune, slightly off key. He's grabbing Tookie's hands and he says, Oh, Tookie, 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 I love you more than architecture. <laughs> and Laurel's oatmeal cookies went to the feds because my heart was failing. The person, no bravo, telegrams got your pulse failing. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Thank you. That was nice. I feel I feel romantically moved. All right. Um, I mean, I did what I had to do. You did. Yes. And so Tookie's like, that's really bad. Uh, at least and she. Tra- at least she laughs. Like at least she's she. Not does, like, yeah, she does. Yeah. She. Right. She's like jokingly like, oh, this is fun. Uh, and and Bravo's like, this is what you wanted. Like, and you deserve to get what you want. Since when? What has Tookie done to deserve anything? Nothing. That would mean that she has like had to either proactively have earned something or she's got some sort of like you know she's she's owed these things but i don't know about that i think i think that that's probably my thorn is that he, he barely knows he barely knows her like let alone yeah. saying like you deserve these things like she could be an evil bitch for all he knows um but no that's only zarpeza right um, yeah only zarpeza's the evil bitch here so but... she's like you should be pissed at me mm-hmm. and <laughs> 
the first line of why he should be pissed at her is because I hit you. And it's like, (laughs) okay, that's the end of the book. Like, that's not a romantic moment. Like, I hit you is not good um, and not okay. Like, yes, it happened during man attack, but it's just really fucking shitty. And like, I am positive that Tyra would have never had Bravo hit Tookie and made it excusable. So, yeah. like, why is Tookie hitting him okay? Even if it was during a competition, she wasn't supposed to go as ham as she did. She just got yeah. mad. And she, the way she expressed some, her yeah. anger was, like, by violence, which is, like, yeah. not okay because the boy you, like, said it was a bet. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. That doesn't make it okay to hit him. Right. Um, or there has to be, like, a greater acknowledgement of like I'm sorry I won't do it again type of thing but this is this is what drives me crazy about the scene this is all in the service of like winning Tookie back but Tookie has never done anything impressive or interesting to like no. be owed all of this and Tookie actually has a good deal to like apologize for and she doesn't actually apologize like she names like oh I hit you I, st- I stole our zip zap I told you about like Theophilus like she, she sort of names the things that he should be mad about but she doesn't actually say sorry for any of that oh She's not just, at all no sort of naming things, but because someone has committed a more egregious crime against her, it outweighs her accountability, which is often, I think, kind of a very juvenile uh, perception of how conflict works, right? Like, whoever hurts somebody more, like, that's the bad guy in a scenario, when yeah. in the reality of the situation, especially in conflicts between, like, teenagers, because they, they can be really complex, is that both parties need to apologize for some portion of the conflict, but yeah. we don't get that from Tookie, and... Instead, what she does say is that, oh, Theophilus isn't my boyfriend. He's Zarpesa's. Uh, nothing ever happened. And Bravo's, like, looking relieved. Um, oh, and then he continues to, to sing. So I get this, this is, it's my turn. So, yeah, go okay, for it. Okay, here we go. Oh, Tuki, I never wagered your lip nookie. In your eyes is the only place I want to looky. You've taught me about loving and giving. I was a rookie. You're so pure and sweet, and now I'm a hooky on Tookie. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Stream it on Spotify. Stream it on Spotify. The, um, the phrasing. Tara, wow. Oh, what a what a lyricist you are. I know. Um, so and then he, 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 he spins, spins and does a, a Into a death split. drop. <laughs> yeah, it does a death drop. Um, and a half split, and he almost falls over. And, like, yeah. Tookie's, like, kind of embarrassed. By it. She she likes it. She likes the grand she gesture of it. it. Literally says she likes it. Oh, and then he says, "I want to be your first. And like, <laughs> like the phrasing of this, like, it's like he means first kiss, but like a weird way to word that. A weird way yeah, to word that. Yeah, it's supposed to be. I feel like it's supposed to mean more to the reader. Like, oh, like you're for like. Right. You know, your virginity. Right. We had, like, lip virginity we were talked about. Like, it's kind of, yeah, it's a very, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And he's like, I'm going to be your special first, your only first. So, like, Tyra really thumbs it in, right? Like, mm. she's like, get what I'm trying to say. And he's like, how privileged I would be if you said yes. Will you? And, uh, and they, like, have this, like, romantic, they're, like, looking into each other's eyes, like, for real, real, like, will you say yes? Oh, my God. And Tookie's like. Just fucking kiss. She goes, yes, but wait. No. I need to tell you. She goes, she, she goes. I have a story for you. Just like the story you told me. Remember the story that he told about um, the, the boy named Deco who mm-hmm. loved architecture? Mm-hmm. So Tookie goes, once upon a time, 
there was a girl named dot 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 Tukalata. <laughs> God help me. God, give me, give me strength. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what. It took a lot out of me to read this book. That's what. <laughs> it took a lot of. It took a lot of nerve. I can't <laughs> believe this is happening. And isn't it kind of a little sick that like Tookie is taking the name of her like like Creamalata like was her mother's name that she only just learned and like she decides to like sort of like name her fictional character after like her mom like I don't know it's it's weird to me and it feels like it's probably just the first thing Tyra like thought of because she probably just invented Creamalata and like you know I think I think Tookalata is her real name I don't think she's making it up. Do you think, I think so? That's, I think that's what Tookie stands for, and she's just telling him for the first time. Oh, Because then maybe. after that, they're like, she tells, she basically goes on to, like, describe the Tookie of the beginning of the book, where she's laying on the floor, yeah. and nobody notices her, which is, like, you're the same person. And oh, man. as maybe she's you're talking, right. she has, first, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shit myself. She has the fucking flower brooch on still, first of all. I can't. I really Which, can't. We didn't know about that, but the, the button is in there. The the tookie button is in there, and she takes it out, and she's holding it in her hand, and she's telling him, like, all her dark secrets of how she, like, practiced kissing, and nobody noticed her, or whatever. Oh. Uh, she, he's like, hi, he's like, hi, Tukalata, and she's like, hi, Deco. It's like, they're introducing themselves to like the real them right like that was the moment when like he exposed like his real name is deco like he's all about architecture and like this is the real me and like now tookie like returned the same moment to him and told him her real name which just took a lot of that's what i don't know I because they, I, okay that's totally valid and fair it is I think a little bit ambiguous though because she tells this whole story and he's like just took a lot of like have a good life and she's like, I really hope so. I'm paraphrasing. And then he goes, he pokes he pokes her playfully. He goes, hi, Tukalata. She goes, hi, Deco. Barf. But then she, he goes, hi, Tookie. Staring into Tookie's eyes. And she goes, hi, Bravo. So I think it's more like, I read this as like, they created, they, ta- they tell these stories to basically create like kind of a mythology around themselves of like, here, let me tell you a story about a really poor, desperate little girl. And then mm. like, at the end, the tw- the twist is like in that girl that girl's me, me. <laughs> yeah, right? like, I, mean, I mean yes but like if it's supposed to mirror what he did his real name is actually deco wait so how do we know that i don't he know tell that you that's... T- we, he tells us that in the whole thing that like the whole conversation that he has with tookie that his real name was deco i just don't remember that yeah i I thought he just made up a name no he didn't just make up a name he i thought he made up a real name because like he was like oh my name is bravo but like you know call this boy deco like deco art deco architecture he really likes architecture so any you know what anything is possible (laughs) it's true who 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 gives a fuck point being is they have this revolting like hi like yeah like little moment and then Oh, God, this gets so much worse. Okay, so then he kisses her forehead, yeah. then her cheeks, mm-hmm. then her nose. And if you think he's going to go in for the lips, you're wrong. Because the next thing Bravo does is he leans in and sucks on her earlobe. What the fuck? It's the normal thing you do when you kiss somebody, okay? Yeah, you're just stalling. You go for a nice little earlobe suck. And Tookie has, like, a full body, like, 
shiver. Oh my gosh, she's. I in, wish she's, you guys could see my face. I'm right now. Pleasure. I'm, I'm loving this. I feel physically ill. Her back arches at the slight touch. Tingles dance from the crown of her head down to the, down to her abdomen. She clenches her muscles. Then let's go. And then at the same time, they both licked their own thumbs and smothered each other's eyebrows. Smoothed. Smooth, you know, smothered. the, the smothered, yeah. <laughs> they're smothered in saliva, but yeah, that's that romantic that's like their act. move, yeah, that's their move, that's what There's they like do. There's like their secret, secret handshake, their secret couple. Oh no. my oh god, then he told her to close her eyes, <laughs> and Tookie, quote, did as she was told, and huh. she hears the sound of a whipped cream can shaking <laughs> and instinctively opens her mouth. Tyra, <laughs> right to jail. Under the jail. <laughs> You're going to all the way jail tonight. Tonight. This is not okay that you made me read this. I'm a middle grade author. I am sad. I am and disappointed. Some... Yeah. I'm I'm canceling America's Next Top Model. <laughs> I, I know, Tyra, you have lived a long life getting away with this, but not today. Today we talk about it. We unveil this. You have been on borrowed time. This is a and cursed knew- chapter. <laughs> this is this whole book is cursed. Cursed this paragraph is a cursed. Be- it's cursed book. And God help us with what we've unleashed by reading it and making yes. a podcast about it because it's our fault. Like nobody told us to do this. It's and more I would specifically say it's, it's my fault. It's your fault. Yeah, I was gonna say it's specifically your fault. I take I'm responsibility. Long for the ride. I mean, this. I'm complicit too, but. I, I really do I really do wonder like if we've set humanity on the wrong course. I mean, we were already on the wrong course. Maybe we're. But fixing we definitely, it. you know, we definitely. Yeah, it takes a shock to the system. But oh my god! So okay, so he shoots cold stream of cream into her tongue, and then he takes a squirt for himself, and then they start to kiss, uh. and and then Bravo's opens up her mouth with his slick. His thick and slimy tongue. Help me! <laughs> and I no was like, more! Please, no more. And thank God. This is like the one thing Tookie does in this book that I'm like, thank God. She she goes, stop. I don't like kissing like that. Yeah. And she, she stops. She stops the kiss. Mind you, they're like covered in whipped cream at this point. And she's like, she's, you know, the music cuts off. There's like a record scratch. She's like, no, no, no. I don't like to kiss like that. And he's like, how do you know? Like, you've never been kissed before, which I actually think is such a fucking creepy thing to say. It is very creepy. She and said she's like, no. Yeah, she said no. She said not enough. Um, or no, don't do that. That's too much. My mirror that I practice on didn't have a tongue. And this is about what I want, right? And Bravo, to his credit, is like, yeah, we can go as slow as you want, Tookie. We'll set our own pace always. This is such a weird place to, like, it is important always in books to convey like consent or conversations around things like that too. So at some point, like level, I'm glad that like Tyra knows that it is so weird to kind of do this in this moment. Right. Like, and it also takes all of the, like all of the, like, you know, passion. We're sort of snapped out of it. Right. Like, well, because into they this, don't like, trust each other or know each other in any other all. way at all. So right. like, I wish they could have had this conversation and he sort of, like, knew what she wanted or didn't. I don't have a problem with her sort of setting a boundary in this moment, but it just, like, it already feels weird and unnatural and, like, 
we just had them pouring whipped cream into each other's mouth and it was like very sexual there and i you know yeah and like i'm just glad it's over right like i'm, I'm glad she said well for whatever reason for personal boundaries or what have you i'm just glad that Tookie said okay enough because i just i needed that to end immediately and it does but then it starts again <laughs> then he yeah. starts kissing her again and they only use a little tongue this time like oh. not a lot <laughs> His tongue remains inside his mouth, uh, and the, but then you know, he like bites slightly at her bottom lip, and Tookie grabs the back of his neck, and there's you know it, she's she feels she's feeling hot, she's feeling alive, she's feeling feisty, uh, and this is all like Tyra thing, things that Tyra she likes. Starts crying at some point, right? No, no, no. It's just a single tear falls from Tookie's brown eye, just the one. Oh, because she's enchanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's feeling joy. So she's she's like happily crying. Bravo brought his lips to the wetness and kissed it tenderly. And this whole time, they're <laughs> in the middle of a road, like, in Model yeah. Land. Like, right. like, they're still in the middle of the... Even there's flowers around them. It doesn't matter. And they're, they're just kissing for hours and hours. And, like, presumably, there's still people having nervous <laughs> breakdowns all around them. All around. Model Land was bathed in joyful golden light. <laughs> Yeah, Tookie's having, like, her moment, but, like, once again, people are, like, fucking freaking out. She's like, Things fuck are on everybody fire. else. Like, we there are fireballs crashing in the background. There are perfume like, bottles flying. <laughs> society's toppling in the background. Uh, and her mom's in a coma, you know, under her own feet. And Tookie's like, this is fucking the best. I'm having a great time. And she wanted to prolong this moment for as long as she lived. She's like, this is her ideal moment. She goes... Can we, she goes, can we do it again? And as they continue to kiss, Tookie opens her palm and lets the defective, purloined Tookie button fall to the grass. She didn't need it anymore. Ugh. And that's the end of the chapter. That's the last line of model yeah that's we ha- that's model. pretty much the end we do have a epilogue but that is kind of the end of the book <laughs> yeah that's like where the book yeah there's like a post credit scene i think that's what this i haven't read it yet but like and we yeah to, there's we'll, a li- there is a little bit more that we get yeah. to see yeah. um so i won't say that's like the complete end but this is like for all intents and purposes the end of like tookie's arc um, yeah. and this bitch did nothing. This she not a thing. She not did a not thing. a thing. I I really think that Tookie Delacreme is the worst protagonist that I have ever read about. And like, oh, I, yeah. I I think we talked about this with in in respect to Handbook for Mortals. And I will continue to say this is worse. Yeah, this is yeah. way worse. I'm with you. She she is the worst person I've ever had to read about. And it doesn't help that I had to read about her for so many pages. For so many pages. Like, the, all of the pages. Wow. Um, so, all right. Do you have a rose and a thorn for this chapter? This is going to be really difficult. Oh, my God. I mean, okay. All right. So, I, just because it's one of the very few things that I'm kind of thankful for in the book, I did like... The moment of like, hey, I don't like that. Let's yeah. stop. Like in the middle of a sexual act, like, hey, hey, like I'm actually not comfortable with that. That's good. That's great. Like we should we should have more um, depictions of like sex and like 
boundaries Body and consent. Exactly. Right. And, like, also that are not, like, completely romanticized. Like, teens, anybody really can learn the lesson over and over that, like, if you're not comfortable with something, you can stop it. There's no narrative that takes place with more priority than what you're comfortable with, like, during that. Like, right. even if things are going and moving along swimmingly, um, pretending is not a good idea. You put that boundary down. So I kind of do like that. It was such a revolting scene, though, that, like, I'm I'm just kind of uncomfortable for a lot of that. Uh, and again, like, we're not here to kink shame anybody. A lot of our reactions sort of come out of the fact of how this is executed and also right. that this is in a book that is being marketed to children, right? Like, 14 yeah. is sort of the start for the YA category. So, like, you know, imagine a 14-year-old sitting down with this and being like, hmm, I wonder what, like, healthy looks like. Because this is the last page of the book, right? Like, at this point, like, they've worked out their issues and they're supposed to be having a grand and, like, consensual and beautiful time. And uh, and so that, 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 that makes me uncomfortable. But that's a clear thorn. Sort of the obvious one is the, like, gross-out factor of this. Mm. But I actually think that my real thorn is that, um, you know, from a craft level... We have these two characters reconciling, but we don't actually have much reconciliation. We have them empathizing with one another about their, you know, their individual struggles to get where they are. And they love Model Land so much and the architecture and all that fun stuff. And, you know, they're deciding they want to stay and stick it out. But we don't have the right kind of apologies and we don't have the right kind of journey for this couple. We never actually saw them... Uh, have like a real problem a few pages ago was when they kind of had this like very public fight which was very weird and kind of oddly executed but like really if you're gonna have this like core couple driving like a you know we're ending on a romantic note for the entire fucking book like they needed to have a ton more in the book that had to do with them getting to know one another like having a falling out like reconciling dealing with some sort of obstacle for this moment to have any sort of like romantic traction which it doesn't because of this him simply saying like Tookie you've earned it or like all of these grand grandiose acts like no one agrees no one thinks that's true by the yeah. end of this book Tookie I, hasn't earned I shit I agree with you yeah I totally agree with you I think also like it would have been so much better if like Bravo knew absolutely anything about Tookie like not that we know much about her but he doesn't know like about her mom or her dad or like why she wanted to escape and everything that was happening with CL. Like he wasn't part of her journey as shallow as it was. He had nothing to do with it. He never had to help her. There was no interaction. Like he really should have been part of her friend group. Right. Um, Or at least part of like the mission to get to do whatever she wanted to do, which was like escape for five minutes and then never mind. Well, he did right? tell, he did point out the zip zap, but again, she knew where that zip zap was, anyways. And also, they found like the blueprints to the building. So you're right; they never actually needed him for that. Right, and he didn't know why they were going there. He right. wa- he thought they were gonna just kiss near the zip zap, or whatever, <laughs> or like take it to Adorno to like kiss <laughs> in the fountain. But what like, if we kissed by the emergency the- <laughs> zip zap under the old stadium? The fuck up. Um, yeah, I, I I cannot believe that she made the choice to end this book on a romantic chapter. Like, <laughs> it's not. If, if there's if there's any relationships, I guess worth sort of like putting a bow on everything with it was her with the unicas, like the lesbian pouch girls, is who we've gone through this whole thing with. But um, but no, it turns out that Tyra is just desperata because like she is obsessed with boys and like 
fuck her friends and we're just gonna end this with bravo and like the meaning of like the stupid pin that like nobody really gives a shit about like who cares who cares um uh what what are you what are your rose and thorns um this is very difficult i'm gonna say my rose was just seeing zarpeza because i still stand yes I, I I would have loved for Zarpeza to stab Tookie, to be quite honest with you. Um, <laughs> my thorn is going to be the fucking flower brooch coming out of nowhere. What was the point? What was the point of anything? Like, I knew I knew you were going to hate the, all, the brooch. All of the shit that was set up for no reason. Like, we, I really thought that brooch was going to, like, they were going to, like, hide inside of it or something cool was gonna happen that Tookie's forget a girl thing was gonna manifest into her like being able to turn invisible or have like a power she has nothing she doesn't have a personality she doesn't have a power she She doesn't have a a spike she has nothing (laughs) she doesn't have a spike (laughs) she's got a room beneath her heels I am writing I am going to write an alternate ending, and okay. Tookie will die. Oh, I can't wait. I mean, we need to have, like... Let's write a book called Tookie Will Die. Tookie, we'll... Tookie and... Dies at the End by yeah. <laughs> Adam Silver. Yeah, I I am... I mean, we're just talking about, the, you know, this chapter, this episode. We'll have sort of a big wrap-up where we talk about everything. Mm. But, yeah, it is hard to escape the fact that in the very final chapter... So much is left just untended to, and that Tookie, you know, the main character of this book, doesn't manage to do anything by the end of it. And I mean, like, a more generous. We still have one more. But true, right. Like, maybe there'll be a little bit more. But, like, I I don't think we can say this is, like, truly the end. But, yes, like, it's just, there's only so much that could happen. In, After yeah, this. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just shocking and it just feels like I don't know. I was telling you that this before we started recording. I'm having a really hard time with my edits right now and I'm sort of in that moment with my the book that I'm working on where I'm like, oh, this like this is bad. I'm I'm starting too many things that I'm not gonna be able to connect back. I'm I can't explain all of this. Like I feel mm-hmm. very like stuck with all of it. And then I read something like this and it just feels irresponsible of like a writer to kind of do to create this huge mess and clean up like none of it and like it makes me really angry and it's like an insult envious. to our hard work yeah, it's <laughs> insulting and i don't know i i, I it makes me um it's like demoralizing to read this and to know that like tyra sold like gobs of this and it's going to continue to right uh, I, I think i think it's it's kind of ironic that like tyra has this like animosity towards uh actors taking um magazine covers but she has absolutely no problem uh being an author and like not putting in the work to like actually be skilled at it and like I think she thinks that she nailed it though like I really no. do think she thinks that mm. she like she would never see the connection between what you're saying and what we said before because in her mind she's like I actually am doing this better than anyone's done it like I'm Tyra Banks bitch yeah I don't doubt that she put a lot of like passion and her heart in this I think that that is very very evident like I you cannot tell me that a ghostwriter wrote the majority of this book like no, I will her, refuse yeah. to believe that and and to that I give her credit but every person who writes a book puts some sort of themselves into it like that is the very bare minimum Mm -hmm. you have to do the work in order to make a book 
good and to give a payoff to your readers. And like, there were moments that I felt like sort of like entertained by this book, but ultimately what it's sort of like culminating uh, to is like, is like a, the flop of the century. <laughs> I know what, you know, what makes it makes me just, I'm like, I feel like we didn't talk about this enough when it was happening. Right. Like, I can't believe this went as under the radar as it managed to like, that is actually quite phenomenal. Yeah. So, but oh, now there's the, there's this archive of like yeah. extreme dissection of every <laughs> single chapter, so uh, it's out there for for the world to see. Yes. And, and Tyra, if you keep writing uh, this series, I highly suggest that you listen to us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the way that this could be the the makeover of the century, if you uh. Yeah. I you mean, you make we... somebody uh, widen the gap in their tooth. You can surely listen to a little <laughs> yeah, bit of advice from us, okay? <laughs> um, or don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got just, you know, I, are we doing an episode for the acknowledgments? Yeah, I think we're going to do a wrap-up episode where we and cover, that, we like, the acknowledgments in okay. it, and we talk about, like, our impressions in general, too. So, okay. um, so we unless... have two. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, unless the acknowledgments turn out to be, like, very meaty. But I think that we'll probably combine that into, like, one big They are up. meaty, but they're repetitive. It's mostly her, help, like, thanking various hotels throughout the world for, like, <laughs> no. the I swear to God. Okay, all right. The majority <laughs> of it is. Um, so, so, so we essentially have two more episodes of Bad Author Book Club where we'll be covering Model Land. Um, we have one more live listen for chapter, for the epilogue, which is on August 12th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time on our discord but um if you want to follow us on our other social media we're on twitter at bad author pod our instagram is bad author book club uh, our website is badauthorbookclub.wordpress.com and our anchor where you can find links to uh, our podcast on all different kinds of um, platforms is anchor.fm slash bad author book club Yes. If you want to follow me, Clarabel, I'm on Insta, Twitter, and TikTok um, at Clarabel underscore Ortega. My website is ClarabelOrtega.com, and you can get all of my books there. Go buy them. Please. If you'd like to follow me on social media, I'm the Ryan LaSala on Insta, Twitter, and TikTok. My website is RyanLaSala.com. There you can find links to buy all of my books. Right now, I'm really pushing The Honeys, my upcoming YA horror that comes out August 16th. In English, it will be appearing in a few other places in the world and other languages that I can't talk about yet. But, yes, please go pre-order it. And, uh, yeah, that's all from us this week. We love you, Hot Queens. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. We're sorry we did this to you. Bye. Biggest kisses. (laughs) (laughs) Oh.